0: backslash AI prompt to get you started now. Good luck, Scoobaliever. Hello there, Scoobaliever. Hey, if you're anything like me, I am just so tired of going from screen to screen to screen, trying to figure out my analytics for all my social medias and trying to figure out where I can put any and all my energies to get as much reach as I can. Well, I think I've finally found the solution. Elementary analytics, that's right, elementary analytics. Now at a single press of a button, I could see all my social media analytics from Google to Twitter to Facebook, all my important information all on one screen, all on one screen. Can you believe it? And if you really needed to, you could print charts for any possible meetings you might have. If you want to learn more about this amazing program, go to tuepodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial with no credit card needed. That's tuepodcastnet dot net backslash ea for a fourteen day free trial. Try it right now and see what it can do for you. Undiscovered Entrepreneur episode number forty three. In numerology, forty three is considered a master number. This means it has a lot of potential for growth and positive change. That sounds like a good number.
1: Uh, so I was a fi- my my father was a financial advisor since nineteen eighty six, and I got into that business um prior to to this one and when i first started i heard that it was you know don't work with somebody you don't like if they're a jerk or or whatever but you're so desperate cuz you're like i need to i need to eat <laughs> yeah you know and so you're willing to take on the business but every one of those clients that you even had that feeling you're like oh this is not going to turn out good but i need it you know it's it's a, a nightmare they end up just being a pain in the neck and um it never it just doesn't seem to work out
0: to The Undiscovered Entrepreneur, the podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoob as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go! Hello Scooboo Lever and welcome to another edition of the Undiscovered Entrepreneur and it's me DJ Scoob (laughs) coming at you on whatever device you happen to be listening on. All right today is an amazing episode I really hope you like it we're talking to a gentleman that's a new entrepreneur but not a new entrepreneur but a new entrepreneur it's kind of hard to explain right here we'll let kind of the uh, podcast speak for itself, but his name is Joseph Gessie. Now, Joseph Gessie has actually only been in his current business for only 70 days. So he definitely qualifies for new entrepreneur because, well, it's only been 70 days. So we're going to go ahead and just go right into the episode with Joseph Gessie. Greetings, Scoob Believers, and we are here again with another amazing brand spanking new entrepreneur, uh, sort of. <laughs> Today, we're here with Joseph. Hey, Joseph, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks, DJ Scoob.
0: All right. Thank you so much for being an undiscovered entrepreneur, but I do have a really kind of a semi-serious question to ask you, okay? Sure. All right. Are you a Scoob Believer?
1: Oh, you bet your butt I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. I
1: don't know if you want me to say that or not, but absolutely, man. I love what you're doing, which is why I wanted to be here with you.
0: Oh, great. Right. Thank you so much. You can say it any way you want. As long as it's positive, I'm happy. <laughs> great. <laughs> me too. All right. So Joseph, tell me a little bit about yourself, who you are, and how long you've been in your entrepreneur adventure and what you actually do.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's always the question when you're an entrepreneur. What is it you do, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I've been a serial entrepreneur actually all my life. It's not that any which one had the more success than the other, because I've actually had some pretty crazy challenges along the way. But uh, I started way, I, I could say way back in high school, I used to sell Cutco knives. And I know you may not think that's entrepreneurial, but when you're working for you know one of those network marketing companies that's selling knives, and you have to get all your friends, family, and relatives to do that. That's pretty interesting. So that kind of got my my juices going. Uh, There was another time in college where I just wanted a big screen TV and I wanted to go on spring break. So I organized the hockey tournament and uh, had a cash prize. And and the other cash prize was for me to to go on spring break. And then from there, I moved out to California. I started a, a tech company, so to speak. Um, this was, I I can get into what scared me about it, but this is what I was literally living on a buddy's couch with not enough money other than a couple bucks in my pocket every week to buy some ramen noodles and eggs at the uh, dollar store. True story. Um, I had, it, it was a, um, it was a business that was bringing actors, models, and musicians together. So it was like a small production company, but it was like MySpace when MySpace was only like 30, 40,000 people, I had about 4,000 people on my, my website and um, ended up having a cease and desist letter that actually scared the bejesus out of me. And I was sleeping on a couch of a buddy's place and had no money to fight it. And I should have, but anyways, that was the start of it. And then a bunch of different things I've I've worked jobs. And as I've worked jobs, I've always tried to do something on the side just because I've always, it's, it's, it's not that it's hard for me to work for other people, but it's just, I've always had a spirit where I needed to do things on my own. Um, started another company that's actually fully functional and working right now. And then today, I decided it's kind of it kind of stemmed off that business into what I'm doing now, which is business coaching and helping financial professionals and and specifically um learn how to scale and grow their business, but also how to get into digital marketing, do the podcasting. Uh, get online, social media, all the stuff that, you know, you have down (laughs) and and most (laughs) of other people have down, but entrepreneurs as they're starting, they don't have it down and neither do people in the finance business. They're actually pretty far behind as as far as, you know, uh, the times goes when, when, as far as marketing and all that stuff. So I'm focusing on that now. And, um, yeah, that's, that's my business, a financial business coach, basically, for people in the finance or they could be real estate or you know tax planner. People that more have that financial background is because that's more of my background of some of my other businesses that I've put together before.
0: So the coaching itself, how long have you actually been doing the coaching itself for?
1: Yeah. So <laughs> I know we just talked about this, about 90 days. Not, well, not, even, not 90 days yet. Yes. Uh, actually, less than 90 days. I've been doing it for about... Uh, I want to say about 70 days right about now, I actually decided to put a challenge to myself to get the business up and running in 90 days. Um, I haven't done enough video footage on YouTube yet. I've just done some teasers on there. But I've been recording some of the things I've been doing so I can you know, edit everything together and then say, hey, did I make it? Did I not make it? And the goal for me is to try to make, make a business that can at least generate like $100,000 of annual income you know, in 90 days, it doesn't mean I'm going to make a hundred thousand in 90 days. That's not even the goal, but it's just putting a business together. So if you're, if, if somebody's starting this on their own, a hundred thousand dollars, a pretty good, you know, start for, you know, a, a business in their first year, if you could be positive. Right. So yeah, that's what I'm doing.
0: Uh, I always say shoot for the stars and at least you'll land on the moon. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, you have to be, even though you've had a couple businesses in the past, I think 70 days is probably the youngest entrepreneur I've ever had on my show. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: glad, glad to be that, that guy.
0: There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I, I understand where you're coming from and doing things on our own, I mean, that's the kind of guy we are. We don't want to work underneath. I mean, we can handle it, and it's okay to to work under somebody else. But we're really the kind of guy that want to work for ourselves, get our hands dirty, and get in there and just do what we do to to for ourselves, really. But other people too. I mean, we want to serve other people, but we want to be the ones to do the serving, not you know working on somebody else's dream. We want to work on our own dream, and that's Absolutely. really what it boils down to there. And. Uh, I love business coaching. I love talking to people about now I'm a zero to one kind of guy. I mean, you sound like you're a, like a two to five kind of guy. Like for me, I'm kind of the beginner part, but you're kind of like the ending part. But it all comes together. And coaching is all really about helping other people reach those goals, reach those uh, those plateaus that they want to reach and get there. So, yeah, awesome. And then it it really is. I've actually come across a lot of new entrepreneurs that are really not into the tech so much or not understanding the tech as well as they really could be if they really dug deep into it and understand how it actually helps them out in the very end. And people like us help them help themselves, I guess you could say. um, And when it comes to the tech, and I got to tell you, I am the most least tech guy you'll probably be able to come across, (laughs) but I could still put on a podcast. So that's That's got to say something.
1: (laughs) Well, I I would, I would say, uh, so you hit a couple things first and foremost, The reason why I'm doing this is because I absolutely love teaching people. I mean, I actually went to school, to college. Originally, I was going to be a math teacher and um, ended up getting a business marketing and management degree instead. But uh, and I'm glad I did. It took me on a completely different career path. But that was originally what I was going to do. And I've always been somebody, even when I did work in the corporate world, uh, I was always, you know, you know. I, I manage teams of people, so I loved growing people and and seeing them succeed and get promoted and all that fun stuff. And now, based on some of my previous experiences and, and other businesses that that I, I have, um, you know, I see what the entrepreneur. It's really helping the smaller business and the entrepreneur. And even though I'm more financial focused, I do help other small businesses. So, like currently, my challenge, what I'm specifically doing is I I took the little town that I'm in, Mundiline, Illinois. And I'm actually putting on uh, a couple workshops and, and seminars for the local business owners here to teach them about digital marketing, uh, social media and and using some tech to help them out. And in reality, all this stuff is super it's not expensive. I was gonna say super cheap. it's not it's it's not expensive. It, it can be time consuming. you have to learn a little bit, but it but you can as a small business or entrepreneur do this stuff. Without spending a lot of money, even though there's a lot of marketing companies that will try to take a lot of money from you, you don't have to go that way. (laughs) You can really do a lot of this stuff yourself.
0: Absolutely. And I find that, too. uh, I mean, me putting on my podcast, I think it's cost me a total of like $18 a month, really technically. And the rest is just talking to wonderful people like you. That doesn't really cost a whole heck of a lot to just to have a regular conversation with somebody on my computer. You know, right? It, and it just goes right into Buzzsprout, and then Buzzsprout just takes it and puts it everywhere. So that I mean, it doesn't get much simpler than that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, I so during this last ninety days, I started a couple podcasts as well, and found Buzzsprout, and uh, yeah, off and running. You know, you're you're absolutely right. It's it's pretty amazing what you can do with some of the tools and resources that are out there now.
0: All right. And uh, shameless plug, I look in the show notes for my Buzzsprout affiliate link. Okay. so <laughs> But time is the one thing that really costs more than even the money because it does take time to be able to do. And I, I've said this a couple of times on my podcast, I do have two full-time jobs on top of the podcast, on top of the coaching. So time it, for me is really, is really expensive. So any way I could save that time and use that time so I could put something on like this, it's definitely beneficial.
1: Absolutely. Um, you don't have to do what I do. Uh, I wake up about four or four in the morning and, uh, I, I go downstairs. I, I actually, I, I am fortunate enough nowadays. It wasn't this way always, but nowadays I have a gym in my house. Um, so, <laughs> but I spend I spend an hour. I, I don't, so I don't wake up and go right, right to the gym. Cause I have my, I'm getting older. Um, I'm a dad now. So like, you know, the body has changed a little bit. I need like an hour to really wake up. But I've I've been so conditioned to wake up at this time ever since college, actually, that I spend the first hour and I, I use I use that time for social media. Like I start putting social media together, or I'll start putting blogs together, or I'll work on you know podcast stuff. But then at least I kind of have some, my creative juices going early in the morning, and then I get the workout in, and then I'm off to the re- real you know the regular job, and then back to this in the afternoon. So kind of right. like you,
0: <laughs> as long as you set aside that specific time to be able to be creative then it just kind of snowballs and makes itself into what we, what we want it to be. You know, it might take a little bit longer for people like me who only have a half an hour, an hour a day to be able to do it, but at least we get there and, and we love doing it. So whatever free time we have to be able to put something together, that's when you need to be able to do it.
1: Yeah. So that, that first, uh, uh, I guess entrepreneurial adventure I did uh, when I first moved out to California, uh, It was the same thing. So when I was, I was trying to find people to get onto our website and you, this is all brand new back then. This was 2006, 2007. Uh, I was literally uh, walking around Hollywood at like four or five in the morning, putting flyers on people's doors and in, in mailboxes, you know, just to get the word out. And then Craigslist was, was super new at the time too. So I was up just posting on Craigslist, you know, check out this website if you're an actor, model or musician. So I was putting in the the grunt work early before I would actually, I used to be a beer salesman for Budweiser before I'd go run my sales route or get to the office at 6am, you know? So, you know, I always did that, but I would, I had a lot of fun doing it. I, you know, I didn't mind waking up because I was like, Hey, this is my, my side business. This is me trying to build this thing. It was exciting.
0: All right. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Some great stories there. Some great stories, Joseph. I really appreciate that. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna move on here. Otherwise, we're gonna be talking for an hour and a half just about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now you've only had this particular business for for 70 days, so if you have to fall back on an, uh, on one of your previous businesses, that's cool. But what are some of the pitfalls and problems you've encountered over your span of your entrepreneurship in, in that particular amount of time?
1: Well, okay. so so the challenge for this for what I'm doing right now, and you know, first and foremost we were just talking about time. So building a website, putting social content up. I mean, I I had a, I didn't have a social presence. Um, I had a YouTube that I was playing with for the last five years, never did anything serious, you know, got really serious about that very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, same thing, making sure I had Facebook. I didn't have, I actually was off Facebook for eight years. Um, so I had to re-engage with that found out this whole thing about this TikTok craze. Now I'm uh, just joking. Boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but So, so trying to build an actual persona because you know, it, as, as I, and, and then as I've decided to kind of map this out, I decided I wanted to do something that was in person. So I created a, a workshop that I decided to invite people with actually doing that tomorrow night. So I was looking at my calendar and saying, how do I get this done? So the time has not been on my side. You know, I, building a website. So, you know, putting my, my brand out there and then showing that I actually know what I'm doing. It, I don't, so there's a fine line. You don't want to sit there and fake it till you make it because I do have experience doing this. So it's not like all of a sudden, Hey, you know, here I am. And I just graduated college and I want to be your life coach. That's not, <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to do here. Cause I've, I've done this in other parts of my life, but it's taking that experience and then trying to put it together. But it's just trying to get all that up and running that quickly is the challenge. I could tell you some stories about passing out flyers, too. that's that's been interesting because I, I went back to what I previously did. I was walking up and down the uh, street meeting business owners last week and uh, walking in with flyers, introducing myself, saying, Hey, you know, and I actually carried a camera with me just to kind of make it interesting. Got some really good engagement out of some business owners. I got a lot of people that were just like, hey, I'm good, don't don't want anything get out of my store and you know, <laughs> I take all that. you know I don't mean to take it personally. I'm just kind of like, hey, I'm actually trying to help you. This is a free workshop. I'm just trying to get my name out there. anyways, it, it's it's tough. and then having the motivation when you have 500 flyers and you're watching your events and it, there's only a couple people registering for your event and you're going, man. Is anybody even reading my flyer? Or are they just taking it from me and throwing it in the trash? I mean, you don't know. So it's it's tough.
0: Yeah, flyer, flyer advertising is rough because you really don't know what happens after you put it on that windshield, right? So, yeah. <laughs> but at least you persevered. I mean, you're still putting it out there. You're still, you know, doing your best with what you got to work with. And uh, yeah, I did that for a while too. Um, I remember, I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to tell you a little story. Uh, I'm an Eagle Scout. And, uh, one of the things I did was I put on a citywide blood drive for, for my, for my city. And that was my Eagle Scout project. And one of the things we had to do was man hours. And I use those man hours by printing out flyers and putting flyers, li- just like you're talking about too. But yep. like, you know, you're walking along, I see, you see one kind of fly by in the wind and you're like, uh, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I yeah. could see, I could yeah. see that. I could see that.
1: Yeah. It, it's, you know, it's, it's tough. Well, I actually got my inspiration. I was watching, um, undercover billionaire and, uh, I think it was Grant Cardone's episode. If, if anybody's ever, you know, probably, probably seen it. He's, he's a pretty, uh, prominent, I guess, social media person. I didn't know much about him before this actually, but, um, watched that episode. And he was trying to get people to come to like a special promotion at a, a mattress store. And he was doing the same thing. He's putting flyers out and, you know, everybody's so skeptical, of anybody giving them a flyer, I'm, you know, I get, I get it. Where uh, the public, the mass public, is so jaded on, on all this stuff, it's, it's definitely tough. But I, I did start some advertising on Facebook. So right now, I'm running ads. Um, I'm seeing some more traction from that. And, and you never know. I, I've done stuff like this in the past. So my previous life, I've been a financial advisor. So I've, I've run workshops and seminars. There will be people that will show up the day of with the flyer, even though they didn't read the flyer that says clearly you have to register. So I know how many people are coming. They'll just show up with the flyer the day of the event and sit down in a chair. That's going to probably happen. (laughs) But if I get five people, if I get two people, if I get 30 people, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just trying to do it, get some cool footage and all that fun stuff.
0: And sometimes it just starts out with those few people. I mean, you serve those few people as best you can, as hard as you can. They go out and tell, hey, this guy's doing this. You should go with on his next his next thing or whatever it is, you know, that to do. Sometimes that's how it starts. And then it just kind of grows from there. Sometimes word of mouth works a lot better than flyers.
1: Yeah. So I ended up meeting, um, uh, you know, I actually met this uh, really cool um, smoothie place. And they're, they're new owner, three months into it they're not really getting a lot of traction. My wife and I have, you know, just recently discovered them and so we've been there like 3 or 4 times already. And I've talked to them about it. I think I think they're coming, they're pretty interested, but they're like the actual person that I'm really excited to help because I know that I can help them with some marketing because they're doing zero of it. So mm. <laughs> anything's better than nothing. Right. Um so definitely can help them with that and then have have some ideas because I, I have a little bit of a retail background, but um Anyways, they're really they, we had some really good conversations about this, and and I believe that could be a a good you know initial client. And like you said, if you if you do a good job and, and you're genuinely trying to put out good work, that word of mouth will spread, and you will you will get uh, more customers on top of that.
0: There you go. And that's how it works for a lot of people right now. That's kind of how it's working for me. just kind of like one person at a time. Sometimes that's what you need to do, but at least you're getting to that one person. And sometimes that one person could into two people that could turn into five people, or that one person could be the one person that's going to sponsor you and, 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 you know, be part of what you're trying to accomplish. You never know.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, uh, you, you mentioned Greg Cardone. I I think I had another guy. I mentioned him not too long ago, but I, in your entrepreneur adventure, do you have any like influences or, or mentors or people that you really look up to that kind of move you along on your entrepreneur adventure? So,
1: um, I, I'm one of those, I, I read a lot of books. Um, especially I read a lot about entrepreneur, a lot about business, a lot about being an entrepreneur, a lot of motivational books, um, tons of motivational books, actually. But the book that got me started, that's my favorite book is called "The Greatest Salesman in the World um by an author Ogmandino. And uh, there's a quote, you know, failure will never overtake me if my uh, will to succeed is great enough, right? Like that's there's a, a good quote in there, and then um I will I will um, persist until I succeed. So those are kind of the mantras that I live by. Uh, it doesn't matter how bleak things may, may get, or, or, you know, how dark it may seem as long as I remember that stuff. Like it, it really does bring me out of a funk. Um, it's hard for me to actually be in a bad mood or, or get into a funk, but there it does. I am human, believe it or not. So it, <laughs> it, it does happen, but that's really been the quote in the book that I've gone to, um, You know, I, I read, uh, used to read Tony Robbins, book. actually what's really fun is I I like to take somebody who's, who's really good at their, their field, like a Tony Robbins. And then I like to read who they, uh, were mentored by. And I like to kind of like dig back and I like to go back and back. Um, you know, there's, and then, then I get on YouTube and I try to listen to those speeches in the morning when I'm walking on a treadmill or something. And, and, um, that stuff just helps, helps uh, immensely actually.
0: Yeah, I've taken that trip too. ended up with uh, Zig Ziglar was the last trip that I took there all the way back to him and lo- watched and listened to a lot of his work. And because uh, I'm a 16 year car salesman and that's where I get a lot of my sales experience from. So Zig Ziglar was actually a lot of the inspiration of the car salesman that I used to Yeah, with the older car salesman that I used to work with. That's what who they would listen to. So I went back and did the same thing. And I learned a lot from from being able from listening to him and listening to how he talks and and the, you'll see me throw a quote up there from him every once in a while on Twitter. Yeah, good stuff. So I love looking back at, at older uh, people that kind of inspire the newer ones. That's interesting, right? Like that. What about
1: uh, there's uh, I believe is a Joe Girard who yes. uh, was in the San Fernando Valley and he had a great way of doing things. I, I read his book. He used to business cards after he would buy all these sets of business cards and he would leave 10 on a table after he had a restaurant, he'd go to a Dodgers game, you know, and there would be a big play and he'd run up and down the, the, um, you know, the stands, he just throw his cards up in the air. He, his <laughs> philosophy was someone's going to step on it and pick it up or get stuck to somebody's shoe and everybody needs a car at some point, but he sold like a million cars in his career. It's like, <laughs> crazy but yeah uh, you yeah, never good. know
0: it, it's just one of those things just like i said you never know who's gonna who's gonna need it or want it
1: yeah absolutely but yeah i i completely understand and uh jim Rohn's another one i've been i've been recently i've done Zig Zigler and been talking to, or listening to jim Rohn recently which is i just love the way he talks it has got a good cadence
0: yeah. I, and I love listening to different ways of action because I'm, I'm going to do I am going to do my own speeches and, and that kind of thing someday soon. Um, and I love listening to the different styles of, of talks that people give so I can kind of incorporate that into my own style.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Some there's of there's a, a way of, of, of giving a speech that can captivate an audience and a little different than podcasting. We're just chatting, but
0: all right all right so I know you've been doing this for this amount of time and you've kind of you've had quite the adventure it sounds like even one that's only 70 days old so I think that's kind of cool but when will you know you've made it when will you know that you've gotten to that one point in your life where you said this is exactly where I want to be this is this is it this is the one place I need to be what does that look like to you
1: Yeah. So, um, it's, if (laughs) the dream, the vision, um, that I'm, I'm out there on a boat somewhere and I can sit there on a computer and pop it open and say, (laughs) Hey, tell me what your problem is today and how can I help you? Um, no, that would be, that would be amazing. But (laughs) honestly, I am trying to get this to the point where, um, enough people are reaching out to me that I don't have to do as much, you know, my personal outreach. Obviously you want those, You know, warm leads to come in. I'm really big on building systems, so I'm working on you know what what's my you know marketing sales system so they work together so I can keep you know um, the leads coming in and figure out who's a good fit. And also, I'm doing I'm being really careful this time compared to other other things that I've done in the past of just working with people that make me happy. So making sure that those people that I do work with that they're not jerks, and then being choosy who I work with. So I've obviously learned some lessons in the past. Uh, I just don't want to make those mistakes. But people that I love to work with, that I can actually make a difference and see them being successful. So to me, that's success at this point um, with what I'm doing right now. Um, Leads coming in, people I like to work with, making sure I can help them and watching them grow and succeed.
0: Yeah. And you, you speak some good language there. And one thing, especially going over what you just said is don't be afraid to fire a client that's not working out for you. I mean, a lot of people are worried so much about you getting fired by the client. But when you get to that point, don't be afraid to actually fire a client. Hey, you're not working out for me. I don't feel good about this relationship. So I'm going to have to let you go. That's kind of a nice feeling too, when you can kind of do something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't. So so i was a fi- my my father was a financial advisor since 1986 and i got into that business um prior to to this one and when i first started i heard that it was you know don't work with somebody you don't like if they're a jerk or or whatever but you're so desperate cuz you're like i need to i need to eat yeah <laughs> you know and so you're willing to take on the business but every one of those clients that you even had that feeling you're like oh this is not going to turn out good but i need it you know, it's, it's a, a nightmare. They end up just being a pain in the neck and, um, it, it never, it just doesn't seem to work out. So the later in my career, I just started doing that, that mantra. I was like, you know, what? I've, I've even told, <laughs> even told, a, a it was a couple that came into my office at one time. And, um, I just go, you know, I don't think we're going to be able to work together. And he got so mad at me and, um, just said, honestly, I just, I just don't think our personalities match. I was trying to be as nice as can be. And, uh, sends me this email. I'm going to tell every one of my friends and everybody, I have a lot of influence around the area that, you know, you're a horrible advisor. And I go, well, you know, you do what you think is best, but (laughs) I'm happier. You're not, if that's how you are and you're not even my client and I've only gotten to know you for the last couple hours, you know, over the last several weeks, I've I've just dodged a bullet, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. A lot of times people like that won't even take the extra time to put out something negative. It's it. So like
1: (laughs) or their friends already know they're a jerk. (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, whatever.
0: Um, But being a little more choosy about the clients that you take in to begin with, I mean, choose your clients slow, but, but, you know, let them go fast. That's, that's kind of the way it goes. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So if you were to actually, I'm going to give you a scenario here. If you were to actually to meet someone that wants to do the same entrepreneur adventure as you are, same thing that you're doing, what advice would you give them? What steps would you have them take to get started?
1: Okay. Um, it, it, it it takes a mindset. So you have to be prepared with the entrepreneurial journey. It's it's not for the faint of heart. Um, you have to be really motivated to persevere and no matter what's going on and just know that this is what you want to do and hopefully this is what this is something that you really enjoy and love doing um don't just do something because you think it's a great idea and you want to create this product or you want to do this business just because you think it's going to be a money maker because then you're going to be miserable at doing it so that's the first thing i would tell anybody um, that's, that's doing this, which is why I've started this new, you know, business is because it's something I really personally enjoy. And actually I can really control on my own. Mm-hmm. So there's that, um, the second part of your question was what steps should they take? Um, besides creating the business and filing the bank account and <laughs> getting the EIN number from the, the bank, um, uh, do, do some good research. Uh, you know, actually what I mean by that, it's not like, you don't have to read read a bunch of research papers or anything like that, but like for for this field, for the field of of getting into digital marketing and getting into uh, coaching, there are so many people that you can listen to online that do great work that have great speeches. You can listen to YouTube on one and a half times, and you can absorb so much information if you just do that. But spend the time doing the research, and I, I think uh, uh, Gary V. He's a he's a great digital marketer um, that's on YouTube right now. He says, you know, spend 50 hours learning something, you know, before you start executing on it and um and really dive in. So do that research, spend the time, get to know, you know, what's going on in your field. There's gonna be a ton of competition. I wouldn't worry about it, honestly. Like, you know, competition is everywhere. I don't ever, there's so many people on this planet. There's so many like there's good people. there's bad people. It, it doesn't matter. If you're passionate about it, that's gonna show through. just get just get going. So do your research, and then t- I guess second step would be start, go, just go. don't don't look back. Um, try to try to keep the naysayers and the negativity away from you. Like, you know, people are gonna say, why are you getting into that? Why do you care? If you're passionate about it, you've done your research, you 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 feel great about it. Just get started, you know you're gonna make a ton of mistakes, and that's fine. That's how you learn. I make mistakes all the time. Nothing's perfect. <laughs> it never will be. just just get going. Those would be my my main two steps,
0: yeah, mistakes is part of the process and and you shouldn't be really afraid to make those mistakes because that just means you're learning. That means you're pushing that envelope to where, you know, if you do make a mistake, you just incorporate into the next thing that you do and don't make the same, that same mistake another time and just learn from it. And you said my favorite word. You said my favorite word. Start Yeah. Start as soon as you can. Start anything, whether it's just a little bit reading a book or just getting a little bit of work done in a half an hour and the day and the half an hour before you go to anything to, to get that snowball rolling. And though it goes, thank you. That goes right into my tagline. I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. I love that. And I really appreciate you saying start. I love hearing that. That's the biggest pe- part of advice that I get any of my school believers out there is just get started on something. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Another thing, too, is even if you're going to do research to make sure something works for you, whether it's a physical product or something you're putting a digital product, I do suggest a book called Will It Fly from Pat Flynn. Mm -hmm. Yep, my book. It's a great, great book. So it's a good way to kind of get started and see if your process is even going to work before you spend too much money and time on it. So I do strongly suggest that book, which you can find in my resources page on my my podcast. Another plug. Okay. So... (laughs) (laughs) But I, I think the main thing I really take away from what you said, besides the whole start thing, is not to let money be your guide in starting something. I, when mm-hmm. I first started out, I, I did it because I wanted money. I needed money. So I did it to thinking it was going to make me money. It didn't. As a matter of fact, it was quite the opposite. But once I actually started doing something to help other people. And then the money became a byproduct of how well I served others.
1: Yeah. I I was going to say that's, that's where things have always changed for me. And that's where things changed for me very recently. Um, There are so many people that need your services. And uh, if if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, it, it just subconsciously comes through. So, if you can if you can actually step away from that and, and remove yourself from the monetary value that you're going to get, because that will come if you're you're good and you actually do things with good intention. The money will come to you. A lot of the people that are super successful that do these speeches all the time, they're always sought after, they say the same thing. They're like, Look, I just got really good at what I was doing. I enjoyed it so much. And, and it was something that was a passion of mine that. You know, all of a sudden, next thing I know, I had business and I had to turn away. And that's really important. We all want the money. Like we like, we like the side hustle. We like to start building something up because we have this, we do see that vision of, wow, this can be really big and that's exciting, but that's not why you should start the business. That's not the why.
0: Uh, Personally, my why is others. Yeah. I want to help others as much as they help me, you know, and it just kind of turns around. So that's good stuff
1: yeah 100% agree
0: all right so here's my favorite question this is the question that I stole from another podcast so sorry everybody here we go what is the one question you wish I would have asked you but didn't I always have one yeah. question I ask, that I never ask. <laughs> yeah that's
1: that that is that is a good question actually um and and I was trying to, to do some, uh, thinking on the, on this one before, because, um, the one question that you should have asked me, you, you know what you should have asked me like my net. No, I'm not my net worth. I'm just joking. <laughs> Cause it's not even that exciting. Um, well, you know, you're probably gonna have to edit some of this out too, just because I'm I'm still, I'm thinking about this still. Cause I, I definitely w- hadn't come up with a good answer for you before this, <laughs> uh, you know, what's my exit strategy? How about that? Like, when do I stop? That would be a, that would be a good question because I, I will tell you this um, DJ scoop because of, of my other business, I I actually had to go out and get investors. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was the question everybody would ask me. And and originally when I thought about it, it was kind of like, well, what if I want to do this forever? That's not what they want to hear because they want their money back. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Right, right. So
1: even even now though, for this next venture, I, I have thought about this. Like what what is my exit strategy? Meaning when does it stop? Do I do this until I'm 80? Do I do this till I pass away? What what am I doing this for? And for me, the success in my mind, like what, what is successful? What, what's my stopping point is when I feel like... It, you know, I just need to spend more time with the family. And I spend a good I, I have a good work life balance now. But when it gets to the point where it's like too much of this, and I'm not enjoying that time with them, that's when I know I'm gonna have to stop because that's more important to me than anything else. And um, I don't want that to suffer because of this. And I think too many entrepreneurs they get into this where this has to be everything of their world, and I understand, and the super successful people they talk about you know Elon Musk will talk about working 15 20 hours a day and I get that but he doesn't have that personal life that the rest of us really seek to have so that's more important to me and when this that suffers this will come to a close
0: yeah totally 100% agree with you always put your family first and kind of kind of measure things out the way your work and your family and and kind of prioritize things that way um I know. Uh, I still set a whole day aside for my son when he gets off of school on Mondays. That's why I do most of my podcasting stuff on Tuesdays. I still have family that I, I you know, spend time with. Even though I work two jobs and do everything else, I still set a time aside for my family. And then, yeah. if if something happens where I I have an extra amount of work. And it really starts to hinder my family time. I try to hand it off to somebody else to do it for somebody else or to automate it that way. I still have that time with my family. And I, if you ever look at any of my calendar, I always have money blocked off where nothing happens for my podcast. It's always time for my, me and my son to have that day after he gets off of school and during summertime the whole day. So yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean – really prioritize what you got to, what you got to, to somebody else if it's going to be overwhelming and get into your family life and maybe then when if it does get to that point you hand it off completely so you could spend that time with your family so that's a good strategy uh Joseph I appreciate that yeah thank you all right so thank you for answering your own question and <laughs> So what I like to do now is I like to come up with a six month goal for, for every one of my, uh, my screw believers. So Oof. in the next six months, I know you had something coming up in 20 days for yourself. So I will, <laughs> we might hold you to get up to that one, but I mean, in the next six months, where do you see yourself?
1: Look, if I, if I have, um, if I have six clients, you know, one a month, I'm happy. That's that's success in my, in my mind. Um, you know, if I had 30, that's even better, but, For me, for me, again, if I change six people's lives or I can help six people, you know, for the better with their business, then I'm doing, I'm doing a good job with what I'm doing. So that's, that's where I see myself in six months.
0: So that's all you want to put down for yourself is six clients, huh? (laughs) Are
1: are you saying, are you saying that uh, you're going to hold my feet to the fire and and, uh, you think that I'm doing this whole 90 day challenge? So I should have the 30.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My dad always Um, said, or more. So I'm, I'm thinking like six clients is cool and I could see that being hard work, but I just feel like there's something else you could possibly come up with. Yeah.
1: So, uh, if, if I want my, my, what do they call it? The BHAG, the big hairy audacious goal. Yes. Um, okay. If if we're going to get, if we're going to get that granular with it, (laughs) let's, uh, let's, let's put 30 on there just for the heck of it. Let's see if I can hit, if you're putting the challenge in the gauntlet, I'm really big on challenges. Whenever there's a challenge, I'm, I love going after him. Um, 30. Okay. I'm going to put 30 down. Instead of six? That's a big jump.
0: That's a big jump. That was more than I was expecting. But I'm going to put 30 down just because you said it. Okay. It
1: 30, 30, 30 new
0: clients. 30 new clients in six months.
1: Now I, okay. I, I, I did put some systems together. So, I mean, it, it's possible, but that's uh, that's aggressive.
0: Okay. So what I'd like to do with you is to in six months I want to do another interview with you, Joseph, and you uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a follow up episode with you. See if you've hit that goal the thirty the thirty clients. Oh my gosh, thirty clients in six six months. And see thirty how businesses. That, yeah, and see uh, what kind of experiences you have putting that together. Hiring a
1: lot of people. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> I can get some help. Um but this is this is aggressive but I like it. Now I had I never thought about that did you, Scoob. I hadn't thought about, you know, what that 6-month number looked like out of this. So um I was just focused on the first 90 days.
0: Yeah, I'm okay. all about I mean, I, I like it. That's cool. Ninety days is cool, but but see, there's a reason I only go six months and not like two years or three years. That's just too far out to have a goal that you can actually set for yourself in a really good amount of time. Six months just seems to be the the sweet spot for me. So,
1: yeah, yeah, it's five it's five clients a month. So okay, there you go. That's the gauntlet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so Joseph, uh, the time has come. This is your time to shine, my friend. I want you to talk about. How we get a hold of your services and what you do and all that good stuff. Okay, ready, set, go. Uh
1: really easy. I i I like to make it easy on people. Just go to josephgissey.com, Joseph, then g-i-s-s-y.com. Everything you need is on there. I want people to be have it easy to do business with me. You can find I'm actually wrote a book about marketing, digital marketing. Uh, I have other podcasts going on. Um webinars, all kinds of things are happening, josephgissy.com. Really easy.
0: Awesome. What's the name of the podcast that you're doing right now?
1: couple of them. One, one of which is called, uh, one's based on finance, fitness, and uh, positivity. Uh, that's kind of my fun one. And I'm, I'm having some really interesting guests on there. There's another one I'm doing just for financial professionals, and that's called Rocket Ship. Um, that's basically how to you know explode your business growth through digital marketing and, and other marketing methods um and then i'm doing one where i'm actually featuring advisors so i mean this could be a good way to build that that 30 up where uh other advisors they don't have to work for my my firm or anything like that um or insurance agents or you know anybody in the that's a financial professional that's a way for me to highlight them on a podcast so they can build content out um so yeah those are the th- there's three <laughs> that i started <laughs>
0: Well, I could barely handle one, so I can understand, you know, three. Holy cow. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. I, I go all in. <laughs> yeah, you sure do on everything, it sounds like. Yeah. All right. Joseph, thank you so much for being an undiscovered entrepreneur. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the wonderful stories and, and the great positive words.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right. All right, scoop believers. Make sure you stay tuned for the wrap up. Okay, everybody. Have a good evening. Bye bye. <laughs> right ladies and gentlemen that was joseph oh boy that was a fantastic interview i he had so much energy and so much positive things to say it was just amazing i I love that he's kind of doing things for himself and for his family i love how he puts his family first and everything as a matter of fact when we got off of the uh got off of the interview we talked a little bit longer and he showed me a picture of his newest son so hello little joseph all right so (laughs) but uh you know, we touched a little bit on money and how it's really not our driving force, especially for those newer entrepreneurs. We're not so much worried about money anymore. We're more about helping other people, and that is really important to me. It sounds like it's really important to Joseph too. I really like the fact that he's more into it for the people than anything else, and money, just like we said before in the podcast, is kind of a secondary thing. So, um, I did throw some shameless plugs in there. I'm sorry, but you know, it just came up a conversation, but. Anyway, uh look look for those in my in the show notes. I hope you're okay with it. But I mean another thing I like to talk about too is time being kind of the real expense of being an entrepreneur. We really have to have time, especially solo entrepreneurs like me and Joseph. We really have to delegate our time very carefully for what we're trying to accomplish because I mean, how much we all still have the same twenty-four hours, but how we use those twenty-four hours is really what's important. And I really hope that he actually gets in those thirty clients. I kind of upped his game a little bit, but hey, you know what? That's what we're here to do—is to push us to uh, push each other to better things. So, (laughs) Joseph, I hope you hit those thirty clients, and I'm going to help you as much as I can to be able to get those thirty clients. All right, moving on to stuff about me—that's kind of an update for you. Um, I'm. Once again, I'm into Numospect here and the Creator Lab, and I'm actually putting on my first group coaching, I guess you could say, inside of Numospect. So if you want to be a part of that, uh, look in the show notes for my affiliate link for Creator Lab uh, where you get a 14-day free trial at Creator Lab. But we have a fire sale going on. It's going to be coming up anytime. So what we're talking about doing is instead of going 14 days, having a 30-day free trial – Keep informed on that. Keep subscribed here so you can hear about that uh, if you want to take advantage of that. I really think we're going to be doing that, but it's not 100% yet, but I'm pretty sure it's coming up. Also, something a little personal about me, me, uh, I have suffered a knee injury, I guess you can say. Uh, It's not broken or anything like that, but I am out of work for a week. That's not going to stop me from doing this for you all because I love doing this and I do it sitting down anyway, so it's not going to be that bad. Um, but I am able to get some, put some uh, some extra content out. So if you see that happening, that's why I have a little extra time to do it. So uh, summertime is coming up here in my area, so that means a lot more tourists are coming into town, which means I'm going to be really busy. So if things tend to kind of slow down a little bit as far as like posting or my social medias or anything that like that, that's probably why. But I'm definitely not going to be slowing down on the podcast anytime soon. I love doing this and uh, putting out the coachings too. I have some coachings to put in there. It's all going to be amazing. So, if you want to get a hold of me personally for any type of reason, if we want to be on the podcast, if you want to give me five stars or whatever you want to do there, you could find me on Linktree, which is L A N K T R dot E E backslash DJ Scoop. That's S K O O B. So, that's Linktree, I guess you could say, DJ Scoop. Uh, where you can get me at my socials. You can find me on my YouTube, all that, all in one spot. So, all right, everybody, thank you so much for another fantastic episode. I really hope you enjoy Joseph and uh, stay tuned next week for another coaching. All right, everybody, take care. Bye bye. <laughs> Hello there. DJ Scoob here. And I just want to personally say thank you for listening to my program. I really hope you learned something. Tune in in two weeks to listen to another brand new entrepreneur. And remember, I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. As a worker of two full-time jobs, running a podcast and coaching, every minute counts in my day-to-day. It's hard to be consistent in any of my social medias. And at this point, I cannot hire a social media manager. Pinnacle AI to the rescue. I've been using Pinnacle AI for a couple of weeks now. I've seen big improvements in my outreach and consistency in all my social medias. Do you want to save time and increase your productivity too? Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI for more information. Save yourself time and grow your brand. Try it now and see what it can do for you.